Welcome to the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. Heavenly Father, you've gathered us today to celebrate that ascension of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord, to lift up our eyes, too, with the apostles, to see our Lord seated at the right hand of power. For us, Lord, also to join with them, joyfully celebrating that our God reigns, that our Lord, who has taken on flesh, is now there in the heavenly realm. Help us, Lord, to not only lift up our eyes, but to lift up our hearts. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Our Lord's ascension strikes many in today's world as something that's very odd, very quaint, or some holdover from an outdated cosmology. But they fail to understand that God reigns from on high. And His realm, His realm is not seen by our sinful eyes, at least not yet. Not until that consummation of heaven and earth in the new Jerusalem. Then we will have eyes to see. But until then, it is right and fitting that the Lord Jesus, the Son of God, eternally begotten Son, the God of God, light of light, returns to where He was from all eternity, to His throne room. And as believers, this should not shock us. Even the disciples required Jesus to explain to them, quote, that all things, all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law, in the prophets, and in the Psalms, according to me. And Jesus continues, that he opened their minds to understanding the scriptures, so they may comprehend what he was telling them. That all of the scriptures, All of it from the Old Testament was speaking of him. Lord, open up now the eyes of your disciples gathered here today to see and hear about your ascension, which was long promised in the Old Testament and fulfilled today. Let's begin with Psalm 110. In Psalm 110, David begins his psalm, seeing God the Father speaking to God the Son, and even commanding him to sit in honor at the right hand until all his enemies are made his footstool. Now Christ, he's being enthroned in this heavenly realm we hear in Psalm 110. And the apostles see it with their own eyes as he is high and lifted up until he disappears. The apostles witnessing what is happening at the ascension day the fulfillment of Psalm 110. And that enthronement, that enthronement of Christ in heaven gives him authority over all things, both seen and unseen. The Lord God the Father promises now to send Christ's heavenly kingdom here on earth, out from Zion, out from Jerusalem, that is, and out into Samaria, out into the Gentiles, out into the nations, The promise given to Abraham so long ago will be fulfilled. For there are many sons of Abraham who are being called, called to faith in Christ Jesus. And Christ's rule, 
His kingdom, it extends everywhere where He is proclaimed, both crucified and risen, where sins are declared to be paid in full, where repentance is preached, and where reconciliation between man and God Almighty is preached. There, there is the kingdom that Christ has been given. There is the kingdom which shall have no end. There is the kingdom that gains a foothold wherever faithful followers are sharing the living water of Christ's sacrifice for us sinners. And our heavenly King, He sits not only enthroned at the right hand of the Father, but also serves as that great high priest. For Christ Jesus, He rent asunder that temple curtain separating his people from his presence. And when he ascends into heaven, he opens heaven's doors to us reconciled sinners so that we too may go to the place that he has prepared for us. Now David, in his psalm, he ends his song by reminding us that the Lord Jesus sits now in authority and in power as a ruler and sits in anticipation, waiting for God the Father to prompt him to return to the earth. For he shall truly smite the kings in the day of his wrath. For the day is coming, and it draws nearer now than yesterday, nor even this morning, when the Lord Jesus shall return. For as the psalmist records elsewhere, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world and the peoples with his truth. What is truth? asked Pilate. Jesus Christ is truth. So prepare ye the way of the Lord. Go forth and be now a royal herald for your king. Announce that good news of his victory over the grave, over sin, and over Satan, and that new life that he purchased for you and for me, that new life that he purchased with his very own life upon the cross. But let's turn now to another reading, the reading from Acts today, where Christ proclaims to his disciples two things. First, they shall receive power, power in the Holy Spirit. And that power will not be used as mankind would like to use power, not for vain glory, not for glory of self, not for riches, but for the riches which we cannot see, for the riches in which you go and buy a field and you bury the treasure for the riches of the glory of God in his kingdom. They're commissioned and told to go first to the Jew, to his very own people, to preach the good news, and then unto the Gentiles and the ends of the earth. And what are they called to be? Witnesses. Witnesses of Christ Jesus, crucified, dead, and buried the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven. And that word witness, that gospel they're entrusted to be witnesses, is the same word from which we get the word martyr. And indeed, 11 of the 12 shall become martyrs for the witness they bear of Christ Jesus. And so many more saints after the apostles, even today, and until Christ's return, shall continue being his witnesses, and many called to be martyrs. 
Bonhoeffer's words echo in my mind. That when Christ calls a man, he bids him to come and die. Christian, die to yourself. Wrestle with that old Adam within each of us. Let that Holy Spirit govern you. Let it lead you and follow him. For as St. Paul told us, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be made into a new lump. You are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with the old leaven, not with the old leaven, Christian, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with what? With the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Of sincerity and and truth. Do you take your faith seriously? In all sincerity, do you follow the truth who is Jesus Christ? Purge that old leaven and lean into the new leaven that Christ has given within each one of us through that seed of faith by virtue of the baptism we have received, the sins washed away by the blood of the Lamb. For even the collect of the day beckons us and calls out to our hearts and to our minds to ascend, to ascend into heaven with Christ. Just as we are about to pray to lift up our hearts as we approach this throne of grace to receive his grace through that broken body and through that spilled blood that is the Lord's Supper. And that call to lift ourselves from the world to the heavenly realm is not some beautiful poetry. It's not some fond remembrance. No, it's a call, a call to encounter the living God right where we are, and yet not to leave the same, but to leave changed, to leave as new creatures, to leave, dare I say it, born again. For that is the call for us to repent. For repentance leads to redemption, and redemption leads to renewed life. And Christ, when he calls his disciples, he calls them to go. As we heard in Luke 24, Go, preach Christ's suffering, preach Christ's death, preach Christ's resurrection, and proclaim the repentance for the forgiveness of sins in his name to all nations. Not some, not most, but to all nations, unto the ends of the earth. As Christ emphasizes again, you, you are witnesses of these things. Now perhaps now you're, you're telling yourself, or you've already said to yourself, Andrew, this is a call to the apostles, and, and I'm no apostle. But saints, you are a member of his body. You are a member of Christ's body, the church. And that call to the apostles, it didn't end at their martyrdom, nor could it. For Christ promises that the proclamation of his good news should reach all the nations and to the ends of the earth. This includes China. It includes Iran. It includes Afghanistan. And it includes the neighbor that you don't know who lives right next to you or on the floor below you. That is the ends of the earth. That's where it begins. And that is where our call begins. For the apostles, they did not fulfill this commission in their lifetimes because the call goes out to his entire body, the church. And Paul tells us today, in Ephesians 1.22, that God put all things under Christ's feet 
and gave him as head above all things, the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. There's a promise there. We have a call to go to the ends of the earth. And we have a promise as the body of Christ that we will fill all in all because of him. Because of Christ. And so this parish, good shepherd, and this jurisdiction is called, commissioned, and has been collected together to be the witnesses of Christ crucified and raised again. That is the primary mission. That is our calling. For we are called to follow our head, to follow the bishop of our souls, Jesus Christ, and to boldly proclaim his kingdom in the face of a miserable world, in the face of the world's false ruler, in the face of a deceptive tyrant, that old serpent Satan, who has been trampled, and upon whom we may now trample in our own lives by clinging to the white robes of the risen Savior, who shed his blood for our own forgiveness of sins, who clothed us with his own white robes of righteousness, our King, who bled and died for us, who rose up again to drag our souls and drag our minds from hell to be lifted high and up into his kingdom, a kingdom which shall have no end. So Christian, give ear. The ascended King has placed a calling upon each one of us each one of us to stand up for our king and for our kingdom. So take heed of our Lord's words when he tells us to put our hands to the plow. Stop looking back towards Sodom and plow ahead the fields that the Lord has planted. For the king's harvest is before us. It is our neighbors. And our call is to go ahead and to begin the harvest now. For Jesus, our head, he has ascended into heaven and he has graciously made us, adopted us, incorporated us into his body in Christ. And more than making us part of his body, he also gives us his very own life-giving spirit, that Holy Spirit. For the time is short and the night draws near. So take up your ministry. Grab hold of your calling. Go and be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. The hands and the feet that need to be bruised, that need to be calloused, that need to be dirtied for the kingdom. For no farmer will reap a harvest until he gets his hands deep into that soil and dirties them. And that is the call of the church. For our Lord, the gardener, He's planted a seed within us that will grow into a garden for each one of us. He has planted seeds across this world and called us to go and water, to go and spread that good news, to go and reap the harvest that's not our own, but is the one that he's prepared for us. For his word will not return empty-handed. And he has implanted his very own spirit in us so that we may go forth and yield an increase tenfold, fiftyfold, a hundredfold that only He could possibly provide. So I ask you, church, for you to have ears to hear, eyes to see, feet to walk out of these doors, and hands to be dirtied 
as we go ahead plowing the fields and reaping a harvest, which is not our own, but is to God's glory. Amen. Thank you again for joining us on the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. We hope that you'd visit us in person. We have Sunday worship uh, every Sunday at 1030 in the morning. And you can visit us on our website at www.goodshepherdacna.com or visit us on Facebook at Good Shepherd ACNA. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast. It not only makes us feel better, but more importantly, it helps those who are searching for Anglican podcasts find podcasts like this one and other ones that are out there on the web. Thank you, God bless, and have a good one. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit, lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right so to do.